0: Well, let's dive into the text together. I'm, I'm so glad that you're here with us. If you haven't joined us in their journey through Hebrews, it's all online. Uh, we encourage you, please go look at it online. You can, you can catch up with all of the chapters we've been through. Today, um, again, if God is gracious to us, we'll see three things in chapter 9. Uh, I'll go ahead and say these three things out loud, and then we'll blaze through these on the screen above. Number one, we'll see that the first covenant was restricted and it was earthly. There was a problem, there was some works that were done, but it was restricted and it was earthly. We'll talk about that more. We'll see number two, that the new covenant is open. It is not restricted and it is heavenly. So it, it, it transcends this restricted covenant. And then number three, we'll see that Jesus' blood puts to death our penalty of sin. We'll see all of those things through the text if God's... So number one, first covenant was restricted and earthly. The word of God for the people of God. Let's look at it. Now even the first covenant had regulations for worship and an earthly place of holiness. So there we go. It's restricted and it's earthly. For a tent was prepared. The first section in which uh, were the lampstand and the tabernacle and the bread of the presence. It's called the holy place. Behind uh, the second curtain was a, a second section called the most holy place. Having the golden altar of incense and the Ark of the Covenant covered on all sides with gold in which was a golden urn holding the manna and Aaron's staff that budded and the tablets of the covenant. Above it with a cherubim of glory overshadowing the mercy seat. Of these things we cannot now speak in detail. These preparations having thus been made, the priests go regularly into the first section performing their ritual duties, but into the second section... "...only the high priest goes, and he but once a year, and not without taking blood, which he offers for himself and for the unintentional sins of the people. By this the Holy Spirit indicates that the way into the holy place is not yet opened." as long as the first section is still standing. Anything that's highlighted is highlighted for you. Please take note of that in your Bible. That's the keys to all of these passages, which is in, which is symbolic for the present age. According to this arrangement, gifts and sacrifices are offered that cannot perfect the conscience of the worshiper, but deal only with food and drink and various washings Regulations for the body imposed until the time of Reformation. And listen, I know that that is a lot to take in, especially if you did not journey through the book of Exodus with us back in 2022. There's a lot going on there. All kinds of different symbolism. Thank goodness for the gift of digital files. So with the click of a button, we take you back to November. Voila! There is Exodus chapter 25 through 31. That is in pictorial form everything that we just read. So if when we were reading you were like, wonk, 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 and you're a picture person like me, give me a picture book and I'm in, there it is. There is the picture book of everything that we just read. And so as I talk through this, you look on the screen, and, and you'll see the main things I want you to look at right now are just focus on wilderness, outer court, holy place, holy of holies. And maybe this could be, well, I guess mm, it doesn't lap around. Okay. Um, maybe all of this is wilderness, and the whole picture that was in Exodus 25 is the way to God, which was the holy of holies. Remember in Exodus, was not the point was we can't make it to God. And he's got to come to us. That was the whole point of the book of Exodus. And he set up shop in the Holy of Holies. And we're trying to get in. And so follow through wilderness, outer court, holy place, Holy of Holies. And in the wilderness, that's where everybody resided. Pagans, Gentiles, Jews alike, everybody resided there. All types of humanity. And then the point was to get to God. Again, our greatest need... You had to pass into the outer court. Now, in the outer court, the priest mingled with people there for worship. Uh, this, this, would be, this would be the outer court. You've come to the outer court. We mingle together. We talk. I do not, I'm not claiming to be a priest, just giving you an illustration. Um, you, we, would, we would mingle. This is where interactions begin to occur. <clears throat> this is where the psalmist cries out, better is. S- somebody say it for me. I- Lord, better is just, just give me one day. I don't have to get to the Holy of Holies. I don't have to get the... Just give me one day in the outer courts. That's better than a thousand elsewhere. Just give me a taste, okay? So then you got the outer court. And then you enter into the holy place. This is what the text just said. Now, only the priests could go into that spot. So in the outer courts, you've got some mingling and some exchanging of doves and bulls and cutting them in half, but all of that happened inside the holy place and only the priest could go into that spot. Then only one person, the most holy place, the high priest, he could, only he could go into that. That's the system. So the greatest need is you've got to get to God. The greatest problem is our sin is we can't get there. So how are we going to fix this? In the Old Testament, so the system. This is how you get there through these priests, through these uh, blood of bulls and goats, and and then only one can go in. So that's a big problem. Only the high high priest could go into the most holy place, only once a year, and only by blood. There's our blood. It may seem bizarre, but it's so important. There really is nothing but the blood. Now, the interesting thing about this blood is. That notice, the blood was poured out and it was offered on behalf of the people. But according to the text, who else did the blood have to be poured out for? The high priest. His, he had to be covered. He was flawed. He was limited. He was restricted. And this is what the text is getting to. So although he could do some things in terms of external works, this whole system could do nothing for your conscience. And that's what the text is getting at. Great. Praise you, Lord, for this whole thing. But, but my conscience is still seared. I still got some questions. Curiosities that may come up from this. God, I, I'm glad you did that, but that really doesn't bring peace to me because is the priest really worthy? Like, how do, I know he, how do I know he actually accomplished anything? He's kind of just like me. As a matter of fact, I saw him at the bar at Applebee's. It, 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 is he sufficient? And it brings no peace because, well, was the blood truly pure? I mean, I know that they brought in one of the red heifers and, and um, that's not a slang term. I know we use heifer in Alabama, totally different, <laughs> right? But, but, but the red heifer, that, how do I know that maybe up under its underbelly, it wasn't totally red, it had a little black spot. How, how do I know that that was totally pure? Or maybe this. I, okay, that brings me a little bit of peace on the Day of Atonement. But it's going to expire in 364 days, And we've got to do the whole thing over again. So God, why do we have to keep doing this over and over? Or maybe this, again, the blood was offered for the people, and it was offered for the priests, but how do I know it was really offered for me? How do I don't know. And so it could bring some form of semblance, but the veil was, well, the veil was still there, wasn't it? After all of that happened, the veil still remained. Only one guy could go in, and only he knew what was going on. So it was still restricted. Yeah, (laughs) I guess maybe the end of that symbolism before we go on is, y'all know that I left out one part of it. They would bring the goats in, but they would have one goat that was a little bit different. You remember the name of this goat? It was called the what? Say it out loud for it. The scapegoat, yeah. Got the scapegoat. And, and the priest would let that one run free. And that would give a symbolism of the freedom that happened in this moment. But really, that don't bring peace either, does it? It's fun to celebrate and go, hey, he's leaving. But what happened to him out in the wilderness? At some point, he probably still died. Well, that don't bring me a lot of peace either. So what do I do? And this is the whole point of the writer of Hebrews. The writer of Hebrews is saying, Christian, do not bail on your faith. Why would you go back to something, the first covenant, that could ultimately bring you no continual peace? But the second covenant, the new one, totally different, which is where we enter the text. The new covenant was not restricted and earthly. The new covenant, the writer of Hebrews says, is open and it is heavenly. This is where our frown turns upside down. Verse 11, but but when Christ appeared as a high priest, but something is different than the old one, but when Christ appeared as the high priest of the good things that have come, then through the greater and more perfect tent... Not a tent made with hands. That is not of this creation. He entered once for all into the holy places. Not by the means of blood of goats and calves, but the means of His own blood. Thus securing an eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the sprinkling of defiled persons with the ashes of a heifer sanctify for the purification of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Christ who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself without blemish to God, purifying our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Therefore, He is the mediator of a brand new covenant. So that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance since a death has occurred that redeems them from the transgressions committed under the first covenant. For where a will is involved, the death of the one who made it must be established. For a will takes effect only at death since it is not enforced as long as the one who made it is alive. Let's pause right there and take a deep breath. But no, seriously, take a deep breath. If you're a believer in this room, take a deep breath. Did you hear the beauty of that covenant? We'll recap it briefly. At the first covenant, it could bring no peace, as in N-O, no peace. The second covenant truly lets us know peace, as in K-N-O-W. We can know it. We can have our conscience set free. And this is what I... We try to do often, I wore this shirt intentionally this morning, the Grace Upon Grace shirt. You hear it a lot at Safe Haven. That's what grace is all about. You truly can know peace. If you're a believer who has submitted to the sufficiency of Christ, but yet you walk in your life still in bondage going, I don't know if I'm good enough, I don't know if I've done enough, I don't know if I've, I don't know if I've, you've not been set free. Your conscience is still seared. And the beauty of the writer of Hebrews, it says, if you're in the, a believer in this room, your mind, your conscience is set free. Your sin is really covered. It's really atoned for. It's really done. It's really finished. It's really paid in full. It's really washed white as snow. It's really gone. Your sin is really gone. Amen! Amen! Like, like, like if we reflect on the grace of that gospel, and you still go, I just, I don't know. I don't know if you know Christ. Like it's that scandalous. We are set free, sons and daughters, not sinners and scoundrels. We are washed white as snow, not dirty garments. That's who we are in Christ. And the writer of Hebrews is screaming this to us. And I'll be honest with you, I believe this. And I alluded it to it before. Those in this room who know how nasty you are probably understand grace more than anyone else. You get it. How can I be forgiven? But the pompous one? Well, I go to church. I do the thing. I give my money. I read my Bible. I went to VBS. I signed up to work at KKM. <laughs> There's another selfish plug. Actually, that does earn righteousness, so you're going to need to sign up for But the one who goes, I'm, I'm, a, I'm pretty good. You probably don't understand grace at all. That's the scandal, and the writer of Hebrews is screaming this to us. And so in this moment, we do take a deep breath, and the writer of Hebrews is telling the Hebrews who are contemplating going back to Judaism where they will try to work and earn their salvation, he's saying, why would you go back to that? Nothing else can atone for you, only Christ's blood and the new covenant. Our conscience has given us peace, according to this passage, because Christ's work happened in the throne room, which is a contrast to the earthly room that was in the temple. Our conscience is given peace because Christ's work involved His own perfect blood, His sinless blood, not the blood of flawed priests and of animals. Our conscience is given peace because Christ's work secured eternal redemption, Not just a 365-day pass. Eternal. Our conscience is given peace because Christ's work involves the execution of His divine will. Not just wishful thinking. Now this divine will, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it. I I, I plan to talk a lot about it, but I I really don't want to do that. Um, I contemplated my will. And, and, and when we're talking about a will here, he's talking about a legal document. So, so Justin could unpack this for us. Like, we're talking about a, a very re- real legal will here. Not his will, but his, his will, right? Um, and, I, and I contemplated mine, and my kids are going to be sorely disappointed <laughs> at the execution of our will. Um, number one, because I don't have one. Um, and number two, if we did have one, here's what I think they would find. They, they will find that there will be just enough insurance money to pay off the house. <laughs> um, and then there will be a couple of cars with over 250,000 miles on each of them. So assuming we die today, they have old cars and enough to pay off the house. Assuming we die in, you know, five years, they have cars with 400,000 miles on them. <laughs> and, and maybe a little uh, bonus paycheck. Oh, and they do have a kitty cat named Molly that they have to take care of, so. And that's it. That's all we've got. There is no 401K. There is no, there, there is no bounty. There is no, they don't win. Our kids don't win at the end. They get more debt. <laughs> okay. Um. But you contrast that with Christ's will. And in the second covenant, we're promised believer that you get all of the riches and grace and mercy of His covenant love for you as a son and daughter forevermore. That's what you get. The treasures of Christ are not trinkets that he offers the treasure of Christ is you get Christ you get him in his fullness and you go I don't understand all that Troy what are the riches of his will I don't either and I don't fully understand what Scripture gives us in all of what we get as an inheritance. But it does give us glimpses. I just want to read one of them out of Revelation 21. If you're a believer in this room, here's what you get. John says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. First heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. I saw the holy city, new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man, our greatest need. He will dwell with them, they will be with His people, and God Himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eye. Death shall be no more, neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I'm making all things new. And also, he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. I'm the Alpha. I'm the Omega. The beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give from the spring of water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have this heritage. They will have this As a part of their will gift, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. That's what you get. That's what you get. So, to the Hebrew recipients and to us today in 2023, don't you dare go back to trusting in your works. Don't dare go back to trusting in your sufficiency, your ability. They'll get you nothing. But those who put their trust in Christ, He'll get you everything you can imagine and more. And more. And then, number three, Jesus puts to death our penalty of sin forever. Verse 18, therefore, not even the first covenant was inaugurated without blood. Remember where we started? Why the blood? Not even the first covenant was inaugurated without blood. It was all designed by blood. For when every commandment of the law had been declared by Moses to all the people, he took the blood of calves and goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop, and he sprinkled both the book itself and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the covenant that God commanded for you. And in the same way, he sprinkled with the blood both the tent and all the vessels used in worship. Indeed, under the law, almost everything was purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. And if you've heard that verse before and never understood the context, maybe now you understand the context. Thus, it was necessary for the copies of the heavenly things to be purified with these rites, but the heavenly things themselves uh, with better sacrifices than these. For Christ has entered not into the holy places made with hands, which are the copies of the true things, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf. Nor was it to offer himself repeatedly over and over as the high priest enters the holy places every year with blood not his own. For then he would have to suffer repeatedly since the foundation of the world. But as it is, he has appeared once for all at the end of the ages to to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And just as it's appointed for man to die once... And after that comes the judgment. So Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for Him. What a text. What a text. Back to the intro of the sermon. Don't be shocked that all this requires blood. Don't be shocked that Christ had to die. And don't bail that blood was... because blood was spilled. Don't, don't bail on all these things. It's not gross. It's grace. And no grace has ever been displayed in the shedding of Christ's blood. When I was growing up, it was, it was about the time... I can't remember how old I was. I was probably about to hit my teens when the great invention of the VCR came out. Y'all remember the great invention of the VCR? A lot of you don't. Um, I remember going and getting our first VCR. We went to uh, um, service merchandise. Y'all remember service merchandise? Do you remember how, how your items would come to you? Yeah, Jared, yeah, they'd come down that belt, <laughs> right. I, It was the coolest thing, man. My, my parents would hey, guys, we got... We're moving on up in the world. Like, at this point, okay, let's get into my family. At this point, everybody else had already got cable. Right? But my family is moving in, not to cable, but to the, v- to the VCR thing. So uh, we, we went to service merchandise, and I, I still remember the box coming down the thing. And I'm like, oh, this is great. You know, we get it. We get it home. And I'm like, what do we do with it? And they're like, well, they, we can't do anything with it. I'm like, well, what a waste. <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 we have to go to Video Express. There's a blast from the past, right? Some of you guys remember Blockbuster. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. That's new school. Old school is Video Express. So we, we got to go to Video Express and we got to rent a movie. I'm like, ah, oh, we rent movies. Yeah. So, so we went. and we went, got the movie out. That kind of stuff. This is before the days of uh, computer logging and all that kind of stuff. You'll remember. You remember what did they do to identify you with the videotape that you got? You remember? Wrote it down on that little piece of paper. They ripped it off. They kept the original, and you got a carbon copy. Y'all remember this? Yes. And they'd stuff it in there, and then they would seal it, and all this kind of stuff. And, and, and you'd kind of get this, oh, man, we got it for a day, and we've got this carbon copy, and blah, 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 blah. And, and I don't go into all, too much of this, because I, I, could, I could relive these moments. I, our, our, Bill Cosby himself was the first movie that we rented, um, which I should probably not say out loud. But... Uh, <laughs> I didn't rent it. my parents rented it. Blame them, you know. And now you know why I am the way I am.? Right? <laughs> first movie I ever watched on VHS was Bill Cosby himself, OK? That explains a lot. Um, my point is this: The writer of Hebrews is saying, listen, the tent, all that stuff, the rituals, everything is just the carbon copy. Like it's not even the real receipt. You have no ownership. It's just a sign that somebody bigger than you and better than you has more money and owns the whole thing. It's just it's, it's, it's a sign, it's a symbol. The tent was that. The rituals were that. They're just carbon copies. The shedding of blood, was just, it was all just carbon copies. The lampstand, the showbread, the basins, everything we had in the picture, it was all just, it's just carbon copies. But Christ, Christ shows up on the scene and He goes... I've got the original receipt. And it's stamped in my blood. Paid in full. It's paid in full. And the owner looks for the original receipt. And so if you're a believer in this room, here's what happens at the day, at the end, when eternity is about to draw near. We're prone to think, yes, that's great. It's paid in full. I can indeed draw near to the Lord spiritually, spiritually. But if we do that, we're still thinking in shadow language. Because if you're a believer, here's what's happened. Is at the end, we have to bring the VCR tape back. That has everything we've ever done on it. It's fun to poke fun at Bill Cosby himself, but you got footage too. And it's a mess. And you go, Troll, you don't know mine's a mess. Yes, I do. It's a mess. Well, how do you know? Well, because you're human. (laughs) It's a mess. And we have it to bring back. And the father goes, who's going to pay this debt? And if you're an unbeliever in this room, you've got to try to justify all areas of that footage that's not holy. Every piece of it. You've got to try to justify that. And your works aren't going to measure up. Your efforts aren't going to measure up. Anything that you've got to bring to the table. I did this. I went to Disciple Now. I, 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 I got the crazy shirt that, that Tyler made that has the, the big deer horns on it. I, I got all the things. I, I, did the, I did the beach trip. I You know, like whatever. I sang in the choir until they ripped the thing out. <laughs> uh, I did all the things. And he's going to say, it doesn't measure up. The beauty of Hebrews 9 is that if you're a believer, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ walks in and he goes. His footage is covered. And the father goes, well, i to, I got to pop that in and look at it. And Jesus goes, go ahead, pop it in, look at it. And we go, oh boy. And if you have the substitutional righteousness of Christ, he pops it in. And all of Christ's footage gets paid. And the father goes, you look like my son. You look just like my son. And we go, what happened? What happened to my footage? And he goes, I just watched your footage. You're covered in the righteousness of the pure and holy high priest. Somebody give me an amen. That's Hebrews 9. We'll pick up with Hebrews 10 next week. Let's pray together. Well, Lord Jesus, what a text! What a text! Got to pray for unbelievers in this room who've who've not surrendered to the sufficiency of Christ. That they'll just understand that they can do some ceremonial stuff, but it cannot cleanse them. It cannot erase their footage. Got to pray today that they will go, yeah, okay, yes, I get it. The gospel has come alive. Yes, I'm committing everything I've got to Christ. If that's you, do this. Repent of your sin. Confess Christ's sufficiency in His work. And then just cry out, God, all of me, I give to all of you. And let today be the day of salvation. You can do that right now, right where you're at. And on the authority of God's Word, you can call on Him and be saved today, right now. He is sufficient for all. And if you're a believer in this room, rejoice. So, Father, I pray for believers that you would give them a joy again, like I pleaded in our opening prayer. A joy that will supersede the sunshine that they're about to bust out into. A joy that's brighter than that sunshine joy that won't just change their outer skin, but a joy that will change the innermost, will explode. They'll walk out pumped because Jesus. So, Lord, restore the joy of salvation. As I wrap it up, I can't think of anyone who has ever said it better than Robert Lowry in 1876. It'll be on the screen. Here's how he said it. Well, what can wash away my sin? It's nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? It's nothing but the blood of Jesus. For my cleansing, this I see. It's nothing but the blood of Jesus. For my pardon, this is my plea. It's nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing can erase my sin. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Not of works. Tis all is grace. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. This is all my hope and peace. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. This is all my righteousness. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And oh, precious is the flow. That makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Our greatest need is fulfilled only through His all-sufficient merit. Would you stand and would you worship?